0: Welcome to the Joe Schmoe Theology Podcast, where we discuss confessions.
1: I ain't confessing nothing!
0: Reformed theology.
1: I don't know what either of those words mean.
0: And apologetics.
1: I am not apologizing for anything either.
0: I am your host, Adam D. Murray, and joined with me today on this program is my brother... Aaron D. Murray.
1: What's up, y'all? This is episode 28 of Joe Schmo Theology, the podcast where two dummies talk about smart things. I'm Aaron. And I'm Adam. We are the Joe Schmo Bros. Whoa, whoa. Do I have to give up the dream of ever calling us the Tyrians? I think is so. Is that ever going to happen? Probably I think not. I think we'll readdress that once you and your wife are expecting a baby, if yeah, that ever happens. That's probably and the next time I'm actually going to start, then, studying then we'll the start issue thinking about so. this. So, so, so I, I hard look hard forward to was, that. Got other things to deal with, uh-huh. at the moment, so like what? What are you dealing with right now? Like everything. Like like doctrinally, or like right
0: now, I'm trying to figure out how to create margin in my life and be disciplined. Oh, and prioritize the right things and spend quality time with the Lord. Hmm. And then once I get that down, I need to work through some issues on the church. That's my phone.
1: You know, like that's weird. My phone off at the same time. It's probably our
0: group family thing. Group text. Um, you exactly. know, like my next book to read is a regulative principle book. Oh my gosh, it is our family stop. That's
1: my wife. <laughs> Literally all day. Mary, we're recording.
0: Dude, Mary is loving this group me thing a little bit too much. I know. I know. It's okay. It's all right.
1: So anyway, margarine, studying doctrine, Yeah, time with the Presbyterianism
0: Lord. is not, like, on the top of my oh. reading list.
1: Mm. Sorry, That's about, okay. sorry about that. That's okay. No, it's fine. That's yeah, all right. It's fine. So, I feel like you have some news. I feel like we always have news because we always wait to record. Right, yeah, because like we record, months. like, every three months. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, no, the biggest thing is hannah and i are trying to buy a house so we had an offer accepted the inspection is tomorrow yeah and it is an awesome house it was so, an awesome house the so pictures are pretty we're really excited mm-hmm. it's gonna be like five minutes from work
1: oh. it's gonna be awesome how long for her the 15 15 yeah because right now you guys are like five for her, yeah, and her. 15 for me. So, yeah. oh, Just flip flop. And way to be a self-sacrificing husband.
0: <coughs> well, you know what? We looked at a house that was
1: literally right across the street from where we live now. Why don't you look at a house over by me? There's plenty of houses for sale over here. Because then we'd both be like a half hour away. Yeah, but you'd be right next to me. <laughs> You're right. You know what? We
0: should have. That's the draw. If this house falls through, then there's okay. plenty of houses you can look for over here. So we did find a house that looked like it had been flipped by... Whatever that couple is out in Texas that everyone rapes uh, about all the, the time.
1: The, uh, uh, Chucky and yeah. Janae. <laughs>
0: Janelle or something. Or- Goals or Gaines. <laughs> G- Gaines. Is that it? I think so. I yeah. really don't know. <laughs> Dude, it was gorgeous. It had like a spiral staircase and everything uh-huh. was marble. And it was like, how in the world is this even in yeah. the price range? Yeah. So I'm sure it didn't last more than like two hours on the market. But it was like in this neighborhood, like, two yeah, streets
1: over. dude, houses in this neighborhood are weird, because you've got houses like that, and other houses are, like, millions of dollars, and then you've got my Joshmo shack. I, I love how the house right next to you is, like, oh, the was exact was, same house. I wasn't going to say the house right next to me. No, but, like, it would be shape. the same No, it's not. House. It's got the same, like, exterior. Yeah, exactly. But it's not... It's not my house. is in better shape. Like, if so I came wanna,
0: here once... No. Nope. They they wouldn't be able to bag. remember what happened. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't wanna you're gonna get me to like slander my neighbors, I don't wanna do that. <laughs> okay.
1: But it's not helping my property value, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Mm. That's funny. So it's up with you, man. Well I got to preach for the first time a few yeah, weeks did. ago in front of the congregation. So that mm-hmm. was fun. That was an experience. That's right. That was good. It was good, it wasn't excellent, but
0: no oh, man, you were passing right. down the bacon grease. I was oh
1: man! See, I was looking right at you when I said that, and I could tell you wanted to laugh, and you just didn't. Yeah, you know why? Because <laughs> nobody, nobody else wants. Because I didn't want to be excommunicated.
0: Good grief!
1: Oh, they're a hard crowd.
0: It was a. It was. It was a little bit on the board of
1: um, sexist. It was like a no, borderline no, sexist no. comment. See, see, I was. I from was from the pulpit. No, there's not. That's not even true. I was actually, and I don't want to talk about this because we're going to take up time and nobody is going to understand what I was saying. But I was, I was very wary of that analogy potentially being perceived as sexist. But since we were talking about the domestic realm of young women, which was in the scriptures, right, right, I right. felt like it was okay. And using a cast iron is kind of like a man cooking so talk So we're talking about the role so, of young
0: women mm-hmm. and we use a bacon grease skillet analogy. And it worked. I feel like it just hits too close to them.
1: What? The Bible says well, it's fine. it. What do you want me to say? It's,
0: yeah, it says cast iron skillet. Well, it doesn't say that. Yeah, I didn't think so. Anyways,
1: we're talking... The, the sermon was on Titus chapter 2, verses 1 through 10, about living in accordance with sound doctrine and everyone adorning the doctrine of God. And it's all about holiness. It was a really good sermon. So.
0: In fact, I was telling a guy that I met with today about it, and he was an older gentleman. Mm. And so he, you know... We're sitting there, and he pulled out his—I um, don't even know what you call the thing, like daily planner thing—and he's basically walking me through like all the stuff that he does for a week. And he's talking about prioritizing things and making sure that the right things are the right things, and you know, talking about counseling ministry and trying to disciple people. I'm like, you know what? This is like the, you're
1: the steadfast ser- old man. Yes, he's mm-hmm. like, this
0: is the sermon that my that my brother preached the other day. You're mm-hmm. steadfast, and you're pouring into the younger
1: generation and discipling. It's yeah, it's cool, good. So yeah. anyway. So it's on sermon audio, so that's cool. Is it?
0: Was not you, man? All right. Making the
1: big time. Yeah, yeah big time on sermon audio. <laughs> every other Joe Schmo preacher. That's right. Um, anywho. So, what are we talking about today? Well, it is nor hand, nor foot, nor arm, nor face, nor any other part belonging to a man. Oh, be some other name. Where is this going? What's in a name? Ugh. That which we call a rose. any other name would smell as sweet. What's that from? Romeo and Juliet, obviously. Wow, good job. Yeah, dude. All right, so... What's the name? So Romeo
0: would... were he not... Oh, is that the book, too? Yes. Dang it. That's original. I had to read this thing like (laughs) six times, actually. I was like, what are you talking about? Okay, Obviously, I didn't read a whole lot of Shakespeare. I didn't either. Yeah. So
1: anyways, what's the name? We're talking about the Third Commandment. The Third Commandment would be... No, see, this is a play oh, this is a, a, I, okay. I like sound like tor- all No, no, no. Let's try again. Okay. Right. <laughs> Teed up. Talking about the third commandment, and the third commandment would be, "Thou shalt not
0: take the name of the Lord thy God in vain." Mm. Why do I always say it in KJV? I don't know. I don't read KJV. I don't
1: know. I don't know. So, um, have I told you my theory about the Ten Commandments? Before we kind of get into the nitty gritty of the third, uh, you haven't. No. My maybe I have. I don't know. My theory is that the Ten Commandments is actually the first written inspiration we have. Explain. That's my theory. So, in Deuteronomy, the second, I think it's the second giving of the law after the golden calf and Moses shatters the the first tablets. Um, it goes up, but Deuteronomy. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Is, so you're saying Moses wrote everything else after.
1: Well, not only that, but I, I'm um, according to Deuteronomy five, I can't remember the uh, exact verse, but it says that the tablets were written by the hand of God. Right. So my theory is that this was the very first written inspiration that we have right. directly from God. Right. And then everything else Moses writ, wrote in the Pentateuch after that, because they were at the the Mount for only a few months. Right. So it's possible that he wrote, you know, some of it. But my theory is—I and I don't have anything to back this part up. But my theory is that he wrote, you know, Genesis through uh, Deuteronomy while they were in the forty years of wandering. That's my theory. I don't know. I mean, it really makes sense. But yeah, yeah. So. All right, then. So the really good. Ten commandments, <laughs> super important because they're the first. Theoretically, they're the first written thing we've got. Okay. So the Third commandment's the reason. What is it? What? <laughs> it's a cool theory. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. So don't take the name of the
0: Lord in vain. So, So what does that mean exactly? What does it mean to take the name of the Lord in vain?
1: Uh, It can mean a number of things. I think before we get into that, though, we should talk about the importance of a name. Like, I know you're the one who's supposed to be steering this ship today. Yeah, somebody texted me like an hour ago and said, why don't you go ahead
0: and... I've got a lot going on, man. Dude, me
1: too, okay? I'm buying a house. (laughs) This is is why we only record every two months. (laughs) All right. All right, so what's in a name? Um... I can't help but think of the Petra song every time someone says that. What's no, the no, we don't have to sing it. We really don't. All right, All right. Um, but let
0: the demons flee.
1: Okay, we're we're struggling this <laughs> one. <laughs> what did you expect? All right, so names. What uh, what's significant about names? <laughs> Good question. Or, or Or maybe a better way to phrase this is naming of things.
0: So the first thing that you want to do when you have a kid Uh is make sure that you don't name your kid something that all the other kids can make fun of. Right. Right? Uh Uh-huh. So it's important in that regard. I think it's also more important about the last name that they carry. Okay. Because that speaks to the reputation of the family as a whole. Right? So when people think of Murray, so... They throw the name Aaron Murray around right that's a reflection on the Murray family mm-hmm. so how you act is also a reflection of how the Murray's
1: I'm so sorry
0: yeah no it's fine <laughs> I, I'm honored to be called a Murray
1: mm.
0: um what was the question again
1: yeah I couldn't tell if you were being serious with that answer or not I, I got right. Like, like I could tell I you know, were but like it's like, a serious it's
0: a it's a serious thing like you don't name your 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 kids something that rhymes with doo doo, right like it's just not gonna go over well for
1: them it's Right, so you're saying, like, you a name the, is a reflection of who you are.
0: Yes. So, and as someone gets to know you, like, they, they, when they think of like Aaron Murray, they think of the name Aaron Murray. They start to think about all of the qualities and characteristics that are part of, you know, associated with that name.
1: Apparently, a sexist preacher.
0: Uh, I mean, I didn't say it in so many words. <laughs> no, you literally. <laughs> I, didn't I literally say it in said so these exact words. words. <laughs> right. So that's the type of thing that you know, it's important.
1: Okay. It's important. Okay, I get you. I'm tracking. Yeah. Um. What? Uh, what was? Maybe we could talk about it this way. What Was Adam demonstrating, not you, Adam demonstrating when he named the animals.
0: Other than creativity, I, I honestly don't know. Creativity, um,
1: dominion, authority, sure. that, that kind of thing. And then you mentioned, you know, we parents name. Their children, And so by me naming my children, um, that's a reflection of me being their parent, me being their authority. So I guess another question, and this is a leading question, is did we name God?
0: No, God named himself, um, which is kind of an interesting... Uh, it actually is a really interesting um, story in Exodus when Moses is commanded to go into Egypt and tell Pharaoh to let God's people go. And he mm-hmm. says... Well, what about when they ask, "Who sent me?" Like, what what do we call you? And God says, "I am that I am." Right. Um, basically, saying, "I am the the self-existent and the self-sufficient one," which stands in stark contrast to the gods of the day that were either man-made and or, sufi- or not sufficient um, on their own. They they were dependent upon the people. Right. It was a give-and-take, reciprocal relationship. Right. You sacrifice this i bring rain whatever that was the relationship that the egyptians had with their gods so um by god saying i am the self-sufficient and the self-existent one he was setting himself in stark contrast to the other so-called quote-unquote gods of the
1: day right Mm -hmm. right well and even like like we didn't come up with the name god well okay (laughs) snarky people yeah we did come up with the name god (laughs) but that's not god is not god's name that's more of a of a title Right. God, Lord. Yahweh would be God's name. And that, that's something that he gives to us, not we give to him, indicating mm-hmm. authority. And even, I mean, Jesus uh, even claims that, you know, before Abraham was I, I am. Um, but when the angels came to Mary, or he was Joseph, and they said, his name shall be what? Emmanuel. God with us. So even Mary and Joseph didn't get to name Jesus. Mm -hmm. Which again shows Jesus' inherent authority if what we're saying is actually correct. That by naming something you are indicating authority over that something. um, Or or superiority. So even just in the idea of God's name um, that's authority. And God names us Adam, man, his people, his church. So the third commandment is also just a reflection of God's authority over us which I think is important. Um and then even uh, what, what you said um maybe we can go down this this uh this trail. Are what, what what do people call us as humans okay, oh, Christians? Right, yeah. Christians, right? Right. Um Christians. This is the first time that that God's people were called Christians was in Acts eleven in mm-hmm. Antioch, and it yeah. was and it was a derogatory term. It was like, "Oh, look at these little Christ's," is what it meant. Mm-hmm. But we bear the name of Christ, mm-hmm. so that that that's important. Um, I've got a few other places that I, I could go with that, but do you have any other things to talk about in, in this regard?
0: So, in in talking about the authority. That um, comes with names and naming. How does that translate or correlate with the third commandment?
1: Um, I bring all that up just to say that the naming and all that is God's name is something that we didn't come up with. It's something that He gave us. So He has authority over that. And then even um, you think about um, the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. How does the Lord's Prayer start? You know, Our Father. Who art in heaven hallowed be thy name right so the the very name of God is to be hallowed is to be revered is to be protected and respected and honored right uh, and how that works itself out I guess we can we'll, we'll suss out throughout the rest of this podcast but the name of God is incredibly important um I can't I, I didn't bother to look this up I know poor me um, <laughs> pathetically more like uh, but there's a passage in Leviticus where a person does profane God's name. He does take God's name in vain, and and he is punished quite mm-hmm. severely. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he was stoned to death. If I'm not mistaken, I will find it for you. Okay. At some point. I mean, I could just Google it. Yeah, you could. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't need to do that. Yeah. Um, but 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 you get the idea. So. Uh, why was this man put under a capital punishment for violating the Third Commandment?
0: Um, sorry, I think it's a little bit against 1912. I believe that's what you're looking for. Um, either that or 2416.
1: Okay. okay. Um,
0: what was your question? Sorry.
1: Why, why was this man severely punished? Why, why did he get stoned to death?
0: Um, for blaspheming the name of God. Is that what you're asking?
1: Yes, I guess. Um, like, why, why is that a big deal?
0: Well, I mean, I'd have to look at the passage and see exactly what he did there because there are multiple ways okay. of... Whoever blasphemes of the movement. name of the Lord
1: shall surely be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him, the sojourner as well as the native. When he blasphemes the name, shall be put to death. Mm-hmm. So this may not be an actual historical event. Just if someone does, this, sure. is, this is the result. Um, but anyway, in answer to
0: your question, I think that... The consequence is so weighty because the the sin is so weighty that you would um, show such disrespect and and what's the word I'm looking for non reverence I think mm-hmm. for the holy name of God um, that you would essentially try and belittle him and make him less than what he is by using his name inappropriately. Um.
1: Should I agree? Should we stone people who violate the third commandment now? <laughs> No, no. So, what might be the modern day equivalent, or maybe I should put it this way, this side of the cross of the resurrection? Sure. What would that look like?
0: Uh, church discipline, I think, yeah, right. um, leading up to excommunication at the fullest form. I think. Right,
1: right. And I think that's important to talk about. I think that, yeah, things things are a little bit different. We're not theonomists, right? As attractive as some of those things are, we're not. Um, yeah. I even get in trouble for saying that. Oh, yeah. well, you
0: think stony people is attractive? Interesting. No. Yeah, exactly. As soon as you say something, somebody opens up a bag of orbs just like that. So I'm just, I'm just teasing.
1: Right. I mean, since we're when we're talking about blaspheming in the name of God, um, maybe it's worth to talk about blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, what's significant about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? Um, okay. well, that sin as opposed to any other sin
0: it's a good question okay um sorry I no it's fine I just, It just on you. throwing I mean, things out there i i mean how i've understood the blasphemy of the holy spirit and i don't actually know if this is correct or not
1: well is back, sorry back up before we even say what what we think it is and then you and i can kind of suss that out but what is different about blasphemy of the holy spirit as opposed to stealing
0: a violation directly against God as opposed to man. I don't know what you're looking for exactly.
1: Um, why don't you just right. answer your own question? Yeah, sorry. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> blasphemy of the Holy Spirit will right. not be forgiven. Right, okay. Right. So. That, 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 that's what I'm getting at is it's it's such a severe sin that blasphemy of the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Right. Right, and that, that that's scripture. You can look at Matthew 21 yeah, or so Jesus 12 or that. Mark 3 right. or Luke 12, right? So. But but Why? Well, let's talk about it. I mean, and, and all, all of the answer to the why, um, we have to know what it is first. And there's not agreement on what it is. Right. So, I mean, and you were getting into that. So what, what do you think the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is? Well,
0: um, I don't even want to... <laughs> I mean, we're so, we, we're not going to solve all yeah. those
1: problems today, obviously.
0: No, it's fine. Um, I think it's a slander of God... Um, Basically, I, you know, I don't know. I haven't read that in a while, so I'm I'm just like going off of sure. memory here. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a slander of God and His character, and calling Him other than what He is, um, portraying Him as other than than what He is. I, I honestly don't know.
1: I'd have to look. Well, I mean, I think I think that that's getting at it. So um, Mark three verses twenty two through twenty eight. I'm not going to read it all, but basically twenty two through um, twenty seven the scribes and the pharisees are accusing jesus of casting out demons by the power of satan um, and then you know jesus says a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand A house right. divided against itself will not be able to stand blah 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 um, and then in verse 28 jesus says truly i say to you all sins will be forgiven the children of men and whatever blasphemies they utter but whoever blasphemies against the holy spirit never has forgiveness but is guilty of an eternal sin for they were saying he has an unclean spirit. So I think the the popular or the common understanding that you're going to get from a lot of people would be blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is dying in unrepentance, right? It's dying and not calling on the name of the Lord because, you know, by the time you die, it's too late to be forgiven. And I think that's a plausible um, mm-hmm. element to the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, but I don't think that's what... Uh, jesus is getting at especially in this passage contextually
0: it doesn't look like right that.
1: Contextually, it doesn't make any sense that that's the case um contextually what it is what i what i'm my leaning towards is it's saying that the works of jesus are actually the works right. of the, the devil. devil right so you, so you're attributing holy works to demons right the, the work of jesus to satan
0: well, in that last verse pretty much says that. Right. Because before they were saying he has an unclean spirit. So that's that's the accusation that Jesus is rebuking here.
1: Right. So. Right. So even, it's it's not even just the name, it's the works that are done in the name of the Lord that that um, can if you blaspheme against those, that, that could be a violation of the third commandment. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, and we may have you know, people who are listening to this and they're wondering oh man did I have I ever committed the, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit have I, have I committed that sin am I actually damned even though I thought I wasn't um, and I think it was uh, who was R.C. Sproul's mentor um, John Gerstner John Gerstner when talking about this says you know a good rule of thumb is this if you think or if you're worried you've broken this you probably haven't right which, you know, I, I think there's merit to. It's maybe not 100% accurate, but I think overall it's probably pretty accurate. Well,
0: I think the, the general feeling of conviction right. yes. in, in, yep. in Christian life mm-hmm. is a great... I mean, that's a great place to be. Broken before the Lord is a right. great place to be. But right. hardened and thinking that you got it all together is where you might find yourself, um, I don't know, buried in your pride and right. callous to your own sin.
1: Right, right. Well, you want to... Uh, Take a break, play a little game. Sure. Do you have a game? You have a game.
0: I didn't have a game. I
1: was my. I did it last week. Or last week, last whenever we met. The games are terrible. All the feedback that we get from who? From Dad? From everyone. No, Mom and Tony love it. Hey, Tony. (laughs) We love you, Tony. We love you too, Mom. (laughs) Tony, we love our mother more than you. I mean, as much as we do have deep affections Hmm. for you, you beautiful, beautiful man who loves bacon. He does. Okay. Are you filibustering for me so I can? Come up I with am. Game? Is that what you're That's doing? Exactly what I'm doing. Did All it work? Right. No,
0: it's not. In fact, let's talk about games. I just am curious. Uh huh. So what are you playing right now? What am I playing? Yeah. I'm not playing anything. What are your games? What What are your, your go tos? Oh, like yeah, for fun. Yeah. Like, what are you doing right now?
1: I'm podcasting. Okay. Right not. Now. You know what I'm saying. Like in this
0: general time, if you were to play a game, oh, what would it be? PUBG. PUBG. Yeah. Still.
1: What do you mean still? You Did kidding? that come out like a year and a half ago? Like uh, everybody
0: moved on to Fortnite, and then everybody moved on to Apex. Red Dead Redemption or Apex. De- yeah, Apex or whatever.
1: Yeah, but I've got some buddies who love it, and I love it. I don't get to play it much, but when I do, that's what I play. Okay. Actually, my buddy got me this cool keychain. Um, let me show you. Great for radio. It's excellent. It's a PUBG level three helmet. It's okay. awesome. Awesome. It looks like it's kind of about like a witchcraft thing on my keys, but. Alright, so rather than playing a game I'm going to give you all a game recommendation Okay
0: It is the greatest I can't believe I'm going to say it. It's a great toilet game, I'm not going to lie A great toilet game? To- toilet game, it's fantastic What do you mean by that? A game you play <laughs> while you're on the toilet It's called Crowd City And <laughs> It basically
1: Must resist puns <laughs>
0: Basically, you just run around and collect people, and then once your team is big enough, you can eat other teams, oh, and grow disgusting. into this giant team. Yeah, and then you just own this whole city. It's awesome. Okay. It's a great game. So
1: you're saying a great toilet game is eating other people.
0: I mean, like, you just run into them, and they join your team.
1: So I wouldn't say eating. Okay, them. so this is like like the human centipede type stuff. Yeah, kind of. Uh, no. Yeah. It's more like, more <laughs> like snake.
0: More like snake. You what? know, you hit something, and your snake grows, and then... You know, it's like human centipede. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever.
1: Which I have not seen, by so, the way. So, so, I so my, wife, my
0: wife is so annoyed with me because. Because you're always on the toilet again. <laughs> I'm always playing this game, and she's like, You don't do anything with your time? Don't Why don't know. you get it?
1: Oh, here you are talking about margin. Okay, it's like a
0: two minute game. It's like, you know, you just pull it off. Or... Nope. nope. All, All right. right. <laughs> can't go there. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm supposed to be a mature, Anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Wow. So, Crowd City. It's a great game. Give it a shot. You're welcome.
1: Moving on. <laughs> don't... You uh, should just get an Xbox. I
0: do. I do have one. What? You didn't know that? Oh, yeah. Remember, I, I bought one to play That's with you guys, right. and then I never you did. you never play
1: with us. No, I don't. Awesome. You all keep
0: buying new games, and I
1: don't want to pay... You just complained that we're playing the same game for a long time yeah but I bought the
0: game that y'all were playing and then like as soon as I did you moved on to another game and I'm like I'm not you gonna keep doing playing this with us no I never really got a chance to play with you guys you moved okay, to something else okay so if we
1: went back to Wildlands would you play with us
0: because now I have to go and buy my Xbox whatever live thing again Xbox live yeah. yeah I'm not paying 11 bucks a month for that
1: come on it's not it's 60 bucks a year
0: uh, i still not doing it <laughs> okay
1: alright yeah. great game that was a lot of fun that was the fun people really enjoyed that well, you know what? It's honestly better than last week's game. Honestly, this whole lie. podcast is rough. If anybody's still listening to this, then I commend you. Yeah, seriously. I'm not even listening anymore. All right, uh, uh, I guess let's get in the nitty gritty now of what constitutes a violation of the third commandment. So, what what's the typical things that people generally think of when they think of taking God's name in vain?
0: Um, just like frivolously throwing it around, um, using it as a placeholder, like "oh my god" or "oh right. god, you, whatever," and like that type of thing, I think is the most. or I swear to God,
1: whatever right. those. Yeah, basically using God's name as an expletive. Right. Kind of thing. Essentially,
0: I think that's right. the most commonly understood way to violate God's.
1: Right. I don't know. I don't know if um, Kevin Young talked about it in his book, but I've heard him say things like this before that um, he's concerned that even how we pray using yes, Jesus' name that. as a punctuation and instead of actually his name could be a violation of the third commandment. So if anybody doesn't know, understand what I mean by that. It's, you know, Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this day, Jesus. And Basically using it as a comma or a period, kind of like we use the word um. Yeah. Um. Um. Uh, uh. I, I, so what do you, what, what do you I, think about that?
0: I mean, I found that a little bit hard to track because, I mean, sometimes sometimes we i, I I'll, I'll be honest i feel like we should go into prayer with more forethought and know what we're bringing before the lord right. more reverence and stuff but at the same time like i think god has brought us into fellowship where we can just talk to him and i think there's freedom in that and i'm not always eloquent when i talk to people and this podcast is evidence of that obviously right. um so I, I don't know i I, I have an issue with it, but it also at the same time is kind of super annoying when it's like, dear Heavenly Father, oh, Lord, we thank you. You're so good, God, and we're you're awesome, Lord. And, you know, it's just like constantly just thrown in right. there.
1: Right. Adam, I, I understand, Adam, what you're saying. That right. Adam, sometimes it's just like Adam. Um, Adam, it's difficult. Yeah. So it's so here, here's, here's, here's where I'm thinking on this. I don't think he's completely wrong. I think there's a lot of merit to it. I would be very skeptical, or not skeptical, very cautious about confronting someone. Yeah. Especially a very mm-hmm. new believer. Well, he says that too. Right. So, I would expect as, as a Christian continues to grow and mature, that their prayers would reflect that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... Honestly, our prayers just as a whole in America are just rough. Yeah, like we, we, It's evident... When you listen to someone who prays a lot, you can tell they pray a lot. Right. And when you listen to someone who doesn't pray a lot, you can tell. Right. So I would want to use this more of a, as a motivation to say, consider your prayers. Think slowly. Mm-hmm. Y- you don't always have to be saying things in, in your prayers. Right. So I know there's, there's an understandable pressure to perform.
0: Right. But Jesus warns against like babbling on right, with which empty is, words, which and, is my point. So, yeah. so
1: as people continue to grow, we should not be babbling near as much. Mm-hmm. Um, that 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 would be my two cents. And again, I want to be very gracious with people. Yeah, it's, it just, it's if you have if you're not doing it, it's difficult to start doing it. Right. So, I think I think it's it's possible that that's a violation of the third commandment I don't think it's always a violation of the third commandment
0: right and I, I just lean so much further to the grace side in that because some people myself included just aren't eloquent or we don't always think through our prayers all the way but I don't necessarily th- think that not thinking through your prayers is a sin you right. know so it right. sometimes it just happens that way but I think you're right, right. people that pray a lot you can kind of tell and right. vice versa so right. um, so let's talk about some other ways maybe not so commonly thought of violations. The first one I think of is um, attaching God's name to something that's false, mm-hmm. um, half-truths mm-hmm. um, or just flat-out lies, um, promises that you have no intention of fulfilling. You know, I swear to God I'll do this or, you know, like, whatever. So that's the first thing I think of. What are, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, that? there's
1: there's a lot of I things. I mean, even, even what you just said, attributing to God something that's not true, as a violation of the third commandment. My mind went to in two places. The first was God told me that we should get married. Or, yes. or the the opposite, God told me that we should break up. Right. You're so kind you're of thing. Attaching like, the
0: authority of, of Christ well, to you're, your... you're
1: using you're using <laughs> God as a scapegoat right. for your poor decisions. Right. Uh, essentially. Um, and I think that's a that could very well be a violation of the third commandment. And then this is me thinking out loud right now, because mm-hmm. um, what you said about the, you know attaching God's name to something that's not true is a violation of the third commandment. To me, if that statement is correct, then we should be really careful with our doctrine, yes. with our dogma, mm-hmm. right? Especially re- reformed people, and I'm, and I'm a reformed guy, so I'm going to pick on us, is... And, and even me, especially, it's, it's very easy to look at other people and be like, all right, you guys have, have wrong doctrine, but we should really, I need to be focusing in-house a lot on, on certain things. So one of the things that I'm wrestling with right now is how big is the pale of Christianity, right? So mm-hmm. what do you have to affirm and deny to be in or to be out? and. I'm specifically thinking of Nestorianism. And the reason I'm thinking of that is because I'm taking a church history class and I just read uh, a book called the rise of Christianity in the East. And basically it's fall. Yeah. Um, and so the Eastern church was all Nestorian. And so what that means is they had a different understanding of the hypostatic union mm-hmm. than, than we would. So the fully God, right. Fully yeah, man. The, the thing, yeah. The hypostatic union is God us fully God and fully man. Um, so they were concerned with more of the, the issue of Mary being called the mother of God. Mm-hmm. Saying, okay, how can God be born? If God's born, then he comes into existence mm-hmm. kind of a thing. So what they said is instead of you know Christ having um, two natures in one person, it was one person with two natures. Mm. So they, they kind of separate the hypostatic union. They separate the the god aspect from the the human aspect kind of a thing so that i think in the council of ephesus and i'm not even gonna throw out a number because i'd be full of it i think 740s or something um, that was condemned as a heresy Mm -hmm. right so that was then pushed out from orthodox and catholic churches which that's a whole other term that's kind of loaded so anyways, I'm going, going off on this, but... You really are. I know. I'm sorry. This is, <laughs> this is just yeah, what I've been okay. thinking about for, for the past week. Is, are they actually heretics? Are, are, are the Nestorians in hell, or will the Nestorians be in heaven?
0: I'm, right? Well, I'm just struggling to even see the difference in that. Between? Between one person, two natures, and two natures, one person.
1: Yeah, well, you basically, just said it backwards, and I don't understand it. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's it's pretty nuanced, I suppose. But and we can talk about this afterwards, maybe, because we're this is not the point of the, the sure. podcast. But I think what you holding to Nestorian theology, you run the risk of Jesus not actually being your high priest, um, being fully God and fully man, bearing the punishment being able to bear that punishment and being perfect I, it's 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 difficult
0: so it's basically so when you're saying one person two natures you're saying basically saying like one person the nature 50 percent, whatever but they're not
1: more or less okay i, I guess i don't know all right. right um so i mean looking at that if that if that doctrine is incorrect Sure. we could say that's a violation of the third commandment. Well, that, that That's that's my whole point. I mean, sure. I, that, that was route trying. So I, I have a paper to write about this. So okay. That's what I'm...
0: <laughs> Let's keep Sorry. fleshing it out. Sorry.
1: Well, I mean, like, honestly, there's all types of different issues in the
0: church right now that we can be tempted to just throw our hammer down and say, this right. is it, right. you know, and say, basically attach God's name to it authoritatively and mm-hmm. just say, this is it, when we may we may be wrong about it and we need to take that responsibility uh, to study the scriptures very seriously before we boldly just announce that everyone else is a wrong and a heathen, mm-hmm. right? I
1: mean, and there there are things that would be appropriate for us to do that, right? If you're sure. denying the divinity of Christ, it's like that—that's an issue, which gets to why I'm not convinced necessarily yet. Yeah, that Nestorians are damned. Well, I, I-, I would look at I would look at Nestorians like, oh boy, like I look at Arminians. wrong. I mean, it, and it's a huge error if you if you are not saying that God is fully sovereign over all things. That's a huge error. Right. Um, they're not damned, though. I disagree with the Synod of Dora. They're not heretics. Right. But it's a huge error. So, yeah,
0: and and, and back to it, I'm not, I would never say don't take a firm stance right. on something. I'm just saying, because we to need be careful. To, yes, right? just be, be cautious about that before you do it. Don't boldly start proclaiming something without carefully studying the scripture and seeking the Lord, like, Whatever. Right. Um, right. But he also, when he's talking about this, he's talking about being like a church leader.
1: He is in De Young? De Young,
0: yeah. yeah. He's being a church leader and they're like doing a building project or something. And it's super easy to just stand up before the congregation and be like, we sought the Lord and uh, we feel like he's telling us to do this. And now we've just thrown the name of God in there authoritatively saying, yeah. like, hey, either you are on board or you're against God, right. essentially. And right. um, that's a temptation. I mean, to advance your own agenda whatever your agenda might be by attaching the name of god to it
1: well and this is this is the real struggle because sometimes the spirit really is leading you to do things sure and and it's for me it's difficult to be like okay where where are my own selfish desires in this and where is it actually the prodding of the spirit right so i mean i'm not going to say that i'm quick to use that term or hesitant to use it but it but it does at least give me pause like what where are my selfish desires in this Am I, am I pushing for something that, that I want because I want it or I want because the Lord wants it?
0: Yeah. So let me read, let me read the quote. And I think that would give like a little bit of nuance to what he's talking about here. Um, He said, it would be, would have been easy talking about the building project would have been easy to say, we've prayed about this and God has provided an open door. God wants us to have this building, but we need you to give generously. Mm -hmm. Will you be obedient to the Lord as we follow him? Um, Church leaders say these sort of things all the time, and that's not fair. We can't claim divine authority for a capital campaign. What we can say is, we've sought the Lord and we've spent a lot of time researching all the options. As your leaders, we feel this is the right move for our church, and we think God will be honored if we move forward together. Right, right? and that's a totally different thing right. than saying like, God wants you to give, right. so give. Otherwise, yeah. you're yes. against God. Right. Yes. So, yes. Um, yeah. The second way that um, that we see it would be using his name frivolously we talked about that a little bit using it as a placeholder throwing it around like you would um or like or in vain repetition you know we talked about that some as well um is there anything else that you would like to hit on in regards to frivolously using the name of the lord uh not not really okay okay
1: um well then
0: the last one that i have um would be using god's name in the service of that which is phony Similar to what we just talked about, but I think a little bit more nuanced. um, Because when I think about it, I'm thinking about our own personal worship Uh um, is the first thing that comes to mind. So if I'm talking about what God's teaching me, and I'm just doing it to look good, Uh right? Or if I'm singing songs at church and I don't mean it, Um, if I whatever, you know, there's there's lots of different ways to be a phony. I think um, and, and using your phoniness or moving yourself along with, uh, attaching the authority of the name of God to it, I think is a dangerous thing too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, we could talk about that some in politics. Um, Oh, you know, I mean, definitely in politics. Yeah.
1: I mean, and that, I mean, I guess that kind of goes to what you're saying about like, number one or number two, using God's name or, or kind of saying like, the Republican or the Democratic Party is the party of God. Right. Right. Christians should be X party. Right. Um, which I would say, no, not necessarily. I mean, there, there are some things that, that more line up with, you know, the, the biblical worldview. hmm But there are, I could pick them in both parties. I could pick just as many things that line up that don't. Yeah. So...
0: Or if you're gonna throw around things like "God bless you" and "God bless America" and "We're a Christian nation" and that type of thing, and you're living a totally godless life, but you're trying to win votes. Mm-hmm. I think that's an issue, um, and we see politicians flip-flopping on things all the time. Like I can't tell you how much it annoys me when I see politicians going out and saying, "We're gonna end abortion. You like me? We're gonna do it," and then like voting against legislation that could actually do that when the time comes. Right, I don't, you know, there's just different, there's different issues and things like that. But, um, I think it's really dangerous to attach the name of God to your agenda in a phony manner. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: yeah. What, what else? So my position is this, and I'll have to set this up a little bit when it comes to violating the third commandment. So everything that we've talked about, I, I agree with, um, for, or Second Corinthians five twenty talks about Christians being ambassadors for Christ. Mm. And what's an ambassador? So if we send an American ambassador ambassador over to France, that ambassador is speaking for and acting in representation yeah. of the whole United States. So we as Christians, and I'll even broaden it out even more than just Christians. We as people who are made in God's image are to reflect god's character mm-hmm. are to reflect his nature so anytime that we don't reflect his nature or act in the exact opposite way of his nature we are in effect violating his name mm-hmm. saying that god is doing this when it's act- I mean, actually he would never do that mm. so my position is any sin is a violation of the third commandment mm. and i and i know that that's much that's a very broad um, way of looking at it, which I think is why it's good that we've talked about more specific ways. But I don't... I don't, And I'm open to, to discussing this, but I don't see how you could say, especially a Christian, if a Christian sends how that's not a violation of the third commandment, placing God's name on something that God actually would never do. So,
0: if I'm understanding correctly, because we're representatives, ambassadors. Um, we're ambassadors...
1: We're Christians, little Christs. We're right? are made in God's image.
0: We, we are essentially... Showing the world um, the character of Christ through us, yes. like, through what He's done. So when we fail to do that, when we live in a way that is antithetical to our faith, yes. um, we are violating the the name of God
1: because we are basically dragging it through the mud. Essentially, we are doing the exact opposite of what His name would do. Right. Right. So or what His name represents. I don't really have
0: pushback to that. Um, yeah, I don't really have pushback to that. Um, In a positive way, you know, we see in Colossians 3 that whatever we do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Mm -hmm. So literally whatever you do, word or deed, you're doing it in the name of Christ. So That's kind of what you're talking about there too.
1: Right. Right. And I mean, as as we continue to um, progress through the Ten Commandments throughout the next five years, (laughs) we're definitely going to see that it's literally impossible to just break one commandment Mm -hmm. right i mean the seventh commandment don't commit adultery you're doing that what have you already broken coveting you're doing that what are you breaking stealing you're doing that you're having other gods you're doing that you're taking god's name in vain you're doing that you're violating the fifth commandment which is you know honor your father and mother but a more broader perspective of that is honoring authority you're violating the authority of Mary. Like it just it goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you thought about it hard enough, you might be able to say every violation is a violation of every commandment. <laughs> which, which is why it's so important that we understand that the law cannot save. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot redeem yourself through obedience to the law. This is why Jesus is so important. this is why his act of obedi- obedience is so important. This is why justification by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone, is so important. Mm-hmm. This is why the beginning of the Ten Commandments: "I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. I am the Lord your God who redeemed you, mm. who saved you." That's our foundation first and foremost, and living in accordance with the Ten Commandments is a result of that, mm. not not the other way around. Because if you try, you're, you're just gonna you're gonna live in despair.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, well, I think we. Uh, Save that cast. Eh, it got better as we went,
0: I think. Um, guys, thanks for hanging in there with us, though. If you would like to tell us what games to play, we would definitely rec- no, welcome No, tell because I have great games. Your games and are I never trash. Forget. Tell Aaron as well. Um, and do that on our Facebook page. Um, go ahead and leave a rate and review in iTunes. Um, send us a message. Uh, thoughts, opinions are always welcome as as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do that. Facebook. You can do that. Podbean. You can do that. iTunes. Just do it.
1: Just do it. Just indeed. do it. That's a great saying. <laughs> we should. We you know should what? patent that. I feel like we should. Just do just it. Just do it. Joe Schmo theology. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Oh, we're gonna get sued. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Until next time. Remember, every Joe, Joe Schmo, Schmo can grow some more Peace.